Welcome to episode 41 of the Inner Wear Conversation, a podcast I've created for leaders like you. I'm Nikki Cross, founder of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I'm bringing you a very unplanned and impromptu but important conversation. What started as a conversation about motivation between my husband and I when we were getting ready to walk the dogs quickly turned into a podcast episode that I think that you'll be able to relate to. Today's episode is for you if you ever find yourself shudding your way through life and business, if sometimes you feel not really present in the current moment because your mind is potentially elsewhere and to me it's a really important conversation to have in September inside Thrive Together we're going to be exploring habits and best believe that your habits will be both physical things that you do and don't do as well as habitual thought patterns and behavioral patterns that may or may not be supporting you. So today we explore how important it is not just to know what you need as an individual to thrive in life and business but to honor it too and the implications and effects that happen when you don't. And I'm really grateful for Jimmy's honesty in today's episode, as well as sharing how easy it is to resist the inner work that you know serves you. It's not easy to explain publicly how you're feeling. And I would know because I do it most weeks on on this podcast. So I deeply, deeply respect him for sharing his experience in this episode. And I know that both him and I would welcome your feedback. So if you've ever felt torn, today's episode is a great example of bringing the unconscious goings on into the conscious and spoken. And I really enjoyed recording this with Jim. I hope that you enjoy listening to it and find it both relatable and valuable. So let's dive straight in. In today's episode, I am joined by a very special guest. Jimmy Cross is the owner of JC Wellbeing and just so happens to be my husband. This episode is completely unprepared, completely unplanned, but we're coming on today to talk about resilience, motivation, feeling inspired as a business owner and some of the challenges that you can come across. Jimmy is in his first year of business and is making the transition to working with lots of schools, teachers and children on their mental health and well-being and also to support head teachers and senior leaders inside of schools as well. So Jimmy, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Is this odd for you? This is a bit odd, yeah. Okay. It's well, it's strange, but thanks for having me on your <laughs> on your podcast. I know how closely to your heart you hold it. So to allow me to speak on it is um, brave. We do brave things. It's hilarious because we're sat in the office that we actually both work in, and all of a sudden we've both gone really formal. Like. <laughs> So, Jim, just introduce, how do you feel at the moment as a business owner? Bearing in mind, no one knows who you are, what you do. So just share a little bit about what's gone on over the past few months as you stepped into owning your own business. What's gone on over the last few months as in... I want people to understand the context of where you've been in order to understand where you're at now so that any challenges that you share, they know where that's coming from. Right, okay. So I've obviously been employed for, well, all of my life, I suppose. I've never been self-employed before. I've never had my own business before. And since going into education 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I've always been employed by a school. So then recently, uh, over the last two years... I started to do some outreach work for the local primary school with other local schools, which eventually over the first lockdown turned into JC Wellbeing. And it got bigger and bigger and just grew and grew and grew. And what I realised was that while I was doing outreach for one primary school, I would have been limited into 
what I can do, how much I can do, how often I can do it, who I can do it with. So that's where it went into JC Wellbeing and me taking everything I was creating into into a business, which has been good. I've had a good year, um, a better year than I expected. What do you mean by you've had a good year better than you expected? In what way? Of Ain't more money than I thought of then. It's grown quicker than I thought it'd grow. Mm-hmm. Ideas have sort of flowed at times through through the year and evolved. I, I've winged it to an extent mm-hmm. at times and it's really worked for me because, because winging it has turned into ideas and it's only when I'm in it that those ideas come. Mm-hmm. When I'm not in it, I really struggle with ideas and I really struggle with motivation and inspiration. It's, so at the moment we're in summer holidays and obviously my brain switches off to a degree mm. and uh, although we've ran transition schools it, it, it's still allowed me to have time away from it but now my head is away from it I now feel like I'm a little bit lost mm. I know that next week when I start going again and when I get, then things will evolve and, and I'll, my brain will kick into gear again but at the moment it just feels like the motivation and inspiration isn't there and it's hard it's a busy month anyway so yeah. every time I do try and sort of switch on to to work mode to run in the business my brain gets distracted by something else and then i think well i'm on my holidays anyway and and then i just get demotivated again yeah. so it's, it's a really tricky time mm. at the moment yeah and i know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast who are parents and i know that you all feel that juggle struggle too you know that having to balance your workload with the children being off and and everything else in life and business as well but Jimmy, I think your particular situation is a little bit different because your work is seasonal. And what you're what you're saying is your motivation and inspiration comes from being in the job. It comes from yeah. having yeah, like having the experiences and being able to react. And what's really interesting about this is you guys know that I'm really into human design and how much I th- much information I feel like it gives us about the ways that we like to work and I feel like what can often happen when we don't understand the way we like to work is we fight against it so when Jimmy was talking then the first thing that came into my mind was what's wrong with that like what why are you fighting it like what's wrong with it if if you're not actually in work you know with my business I have to think forward like I have to think okay, so September's theme, October's theme, what podcast episodes am I going to release? What clients am I going to bring in? Like, I have to think forward, whereas you, your work is project work, isn't it? Secured contracts, I mean. It's, it's the secured contracts, but again, we don't really know what the project is until we get going in September. So the schools that I'm working with, until I'm it, until we're all in and we're all in it together, we don't know how the children are coming back through the doors. We don't know how the staff are coming back through the doors. We don't know uh, what obstacles have been thrown in the way that, that we've got to try and navigate around. So it's almost like, you're right, I need to learn to accept the fact that I'm switched off at the moment rather than having this burden on my mind every day of like you're talking about. I should be planning, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I should be making resources, whatever it may be. Mm. Most days I'm fighting yeah. thinking I should be doing this and I should be doing that rather than just going, well, I'm off yeah. and enjoy it and enjoy the time off. Yeah. And I end up busying myself with other stuff. And I just end up, my brain ends up completely uh, all over the place. Because I feel like I should be focusing on something. But I'm not focusing on work. So I try to focus on something else. And then something else, I end up all over the place. And I don't know whether that's part of my makeup. And and like that sort of um, feeling like I have to be doing something all the time. 
and I can't really relax for long. But I think it's something that now this is my business and this is what I'm doing 20, all the time. I have to learn to, to adapt. Whereas when I was working for a school and I was employed, it was like, okay, well, I'm in the holidays now. And apart yeah. from any planning I had to do, it was like, I'm in the holidays, I'm off. Mm. And maybe that was part of it. When I was teaching, I had to plan. Mm. That's a plan during holidays. So I, I, I couldn't really switch mm. off. I'd maybe have a day off. The rest of the time I'd be in my mind what I'm planning then I'd be putting it on paper. So it's all a big transition at the moment. It's like, it comes up to, well, from now, it's, I'm full-time JC Wellbeing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm it, this, this is it. Yeah, and although contracts are secured and things are, are, are planned out for the next year, even so, it, it's a really strange time because I'm not actually working at the moment. It's interesting for me to hear you talking about all of this for a few reasons. So... What would you do if someone said to you, Jimmy, look, this is the way you are, so you've got two choices. You can either fight it and spend loads of energy resisting that part of yourself, or you can just go with that part of yourself and lean into the benefits of that. And what I mean by that is, Jimmy does his best work when he's in a school, there is a problem. So maybe let's say that problem is with a child who's demonstrating challenging behaviours or a teacher who's really struggling for a particular reason, whatever that is, Jimmy's zone of genius is being able to go in, observe what is happening, deconstruct that situation and provide solutions for everyone involved. That's what he's amazing at. What he needs to be to be amazing at that is someone who can be in this moment and respond. And it's so interesting because the strategy of a manifesting generator is to respond. That's the, the strategy, it's to respond. So what can often happen is you can find yourself concocting situations in your life to respond to because you've <laughs> yeah. got nothing to respond to. Yeah. But for you, Jim, you're not in work. So... You, your job, I suppose, in these periods of time where you're not in work is to accept the fact that the way that you're made up, the way that you are, is to respond. That's the, that's where you're in your zone of genius. And so it's okay for you to go, in this time, I'm going to respond to myself, I'm going to respond to my life. And you said before... To rest. Yeah, to rest, Exactly. And you, one of the things you said before, which made, made me think about rest, was you said, but in September, when we go in, we don't know what those challenges are going to be. And by we, by the way, Jimmy means the teachers that he works with, senior the, leaders. Yeah, the senior leaders, etc. Hearing you say, when we go in in September, we don't know what challenges we're going to be met with. Does that not therefore require rest? It does, and, and I know that. I know that about myself, and I know that I do need to rest. And I think what you just said that has really resonated with me is the fact that it is almost like, when I was saying before, my brain ends up all over the place, it is almost like I'm looking for things to respond to, whether it be things that need doing in the house, whether it be something to do with JJ or, or, or with the dogs, or it's just something I need to respond, because if I'm not responding to something... What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. And it's almost like I'm looking for things to respond to. Um, so it is learning, learning to rest, and as and as well taking my own advice. You know, a lot of the advice that I give to families, to teachers, to to, to senior leaders, to ch children. It, it, I know I'm not doing it sometimes. Yeah. And that's frustrating. That's infuriating for me because I know I'm not doing it. And think if I was sitting talking to me, mm. <laughs> what would I tell me? And that's why I understand when I'm talking to to the people I'm working with how hard it is because I find it hard. Yeah. And that's what I want to be. I want to be that person that that helps them and makes it okay and makes it easier for yeah. them because 
I know how hard it is. Yeah. And I think sometimes I think that when you're doing the sort of job that I do, and even that you do, is that you should be that <laughs> that Mr. or Miss Perfect, or and, and you've got it all nailed, and you've got it all sussed, and actually, it's the fact that you do struggle, and you are struggling in certain circumstances that makes you good at what you yeah, do. Exactly because that. you know how how to make it right, mm-hmm. and you know what the advice, doesn't it always mean that you're going to be great at using it yourself? Exactly. And that's frustrating sometimes, because people do expect yeah. you to be... Just so. Just so, yeah. You said people expect you to be, you know, perfect, who, like who? <laughs> just, just... No, go on, like just, you're avoiding the question, <laughs> who do you mean? Just people around you, people who people who, who know you, or think they know you, and and sort of... Can I, can I save you a little bit here? Yeah, come on, in the man. previous podcast episode, if you guys have listened to it, I talk in there about part of the challenge that I had in my first year of business was judgment from other people. But in there, I'm talking about people who've known me for 35 years. They have never really known what I've done. There's a running joke that, that people call me Chandler Bing because no one really... They know, <laughs> all right, yeah. They know he's got a good job, but they're not really sure what he does. And that, that's been the same for me. And when... You, when you sort of go public in inverted commas and own what you do, as in you literally own your own business and therefore you are outwardly promoting your services, very often it can be the case where you are going to get judgment from others and you are going to get raised eyebrows or expectations. So when Jimmy said that, the reason I'm pinning him down on that is because I want to know what you mean when you say, you know, it, you, you feel like you've got to live up to a standard where when you're preaching something and you're not necessarily doing it. Because the, I, I'm saying this, Jim, because this applies to everyone. I think it's because you change, don't you? As you grow, grow older, yeah. you change. I'm a different person than I was in my 20s. I'm a different person than I was in my 30s. So I think that when, when I first sort of went public, if you like, with the sort of stuff I was doing... There will have been people who have known me for a long time who were raising eyebrows and going, okay, so I didn't know Jimmy was into that sort of stuff or I didn't know this about Jimmy or I didn't know that, that about Jimmy. And, and that was a nerve-wracking time. That was a very nerve-wracking time where, you know, I was posting videos on Facebook and I was really deliberating over it, should I post it or not? And then it was, who do I add to this group? Who, who do I invite to this group? Who do I want to see it? Who don't I want to see it? And, and then it got wow. to a point where I don't care. Yeah. This, this is me and this is what I'm doing but now even you know a lot of snide comments in the footy changing rooms mm-hmm. you know will happen it, it's all it's all in jest and it's all in banter but it's almost like you know I, I don't know if, if I get wound up during a game or something it's almost like you're meant to be Mr Wellbeing aren't yeah. you Jim and it's like well yeah but that doesn't mean that I don't get angry mm-hmm. it means that I, I recognise it now when I'm getting angry and I recognise that's not how I want to feel or or what's been the build-up to me snapping so quickly on, on the pitch and, and why is that happening with us? When I was in my 20s, I had no idea. I was mm-hmm. just turning up like like a like a shook-up bottle and yeah. popping all the time yeah. during football because that was like my release. So the difference is now is that I understand, when I can reflect on it and I understand why it's been happening or why it's happening. I und- and I'll, I'll adapt it. I'll go and make amends for the things that I've done. And that's what makes me good at what I do, exactly. particularly because I can see it in other people. Particularly when I'm working with young with young people, young young men, yeah. yeah. Because I get it. 
I get it. I see. I see myself in a lot of the young young lads in particular that I work with. I see myself in them. I see the fact that they're not switched on to the feelings. They're not switched on to their emotions and and how that's affecting them. Just to pick up on something that you've said, Jim, because I want to just dive into that bit a little bit more. You know when you do snap on the football pitch and or, or wherever, by the way, like if someone cuts you off in, in the traffic, supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> someone took the last cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I didn't know that that was a no, thing. No, that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think the important thing to point out there is it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I think with the work that people in the service industry do, so whether it's Jimmy and the coaching and guidance that he gives to young people and teachers and, and school staff, whether it's me as someone who develops leaders and someone who develops professionals with their personal development or even whether you're listening and you are a marketing consultant or a marketing coach or whatever it is that you do I think there's something in that that makes you feel a little bit like if I'm a marketing consultant I should have 10,000 followers well 100,000 followers on Instagram or if I am a interior design person my house should be spotless and or I if you're a teacher, you should know everything about everything because you're a teacher. That, exactly. that, you know what I mean? And and I can tell you that, yeah, that that's not. not true. <laughs> but, no, but that is the, the, you know children obviously yeah. think the teacher knows everything about everything. But generally, it's learning to to understand that just because that's what you're doing, that doesn't mean that you're perfect at it, and it doesn't mean that you should be. In, exactly. You just because you're learning all the time, and that and that's what I'm doing. I'm learning all the time. Differences now is I'm learning all the time, but as I'm learning, even when I'm reading books, even when I'm listening to the stuff you're talking about, I'll pass that information on. Yeah. It's like I become that service provider for whoever I'm working, because I don't go in going, yeah, I'm Jimmy and I'm going to wave a magic expert. wand and, and I'm the expert and this is all going to, I'm going to make everything okay. I go in and I listen to them and I help them put the pieces, pieces of the jigsaw together, whether it be teachers putting the pieces of the jigsaw together in the classroom, whether it be a child or a young person putting the pieces together about what's going on in their life, whether it be parents putting the pieces together to go, why are the dynamics in, in the house or up the wall? Yeah. Whether it's head teachers putting the pieces I'm helping them put the pieces together and part of that is directing them to services and yeah. to other things, not just not me, just not just the advice I'm giving them on the ground, but the other services that they can use yeah. that is going to help help them. Yeah get yeah, to where get they're it. trying to be and, and to make sense of it all. And So when I was first doing the videos on Facebook last year, I was reading a lot. I was trying, sometimes I was trying to explain everything I was reading, where actually what it turned out I saw my job as doing is reading and digesting this advice and this sort of um, guidance. guidance and then breaking it down into a small clip that just goes, bang, there you go. There's yeah. five minutes of some guidance and support that took me three weeks to read yeah. and get through. There's five minutes of just a snippet of it. Yeah. Go and give that a go in your life and see if it helps. And that's and, where it started. And it did. So when we'd be sat there of an evening, one of the things that I know that Jimmy probably wouldn't be forthcoming in telling you is how many people he served through that lockdown, how many messages he got to say. And by the way, how many messages he got off the same group of people who would give him shit about... <laughs> the type of stuff that he's doing, <laughs> which is so hilariously ironic. But nevertheless, I, I, wanted, I wanted to point that out because I know for a lot of you, when you're so into what you do, it can feel like you're getting lost in it sometimes and you're not particularly heading in any particular direction. And linking it all the way back to what we initially came on here to talk about, which was 
how this podcast episode came about was me and Jim were actually sat in my office. I was getting my shoes on. We're just about to take the DOGS for a WALK, who are now both looking manically depressed on the floor because they're waiting. And um, we were talking about, you know, the way that we feel about work and Jim's going back into working with schools next week and just talking a little bit about his experience of that feeling, that feeling, that should feeling that I know that you can all relate to. And I've spoken about it in episodes previously where if you're not careful, you'll should your way through life and business. If you're doing the dishes, you should be listening to an audiobook. If you're listening to an audiobook, you should be helping your kid with their homework. Helping your kid with their homework, you should be doing a 5k run. There's all of these shoulds that you give yourself and they're quite extreme ones. What I noticed about Jim when we were in that conversation earlier is he was shudding himself through the summer holidays. So going all the way back, can you honour yourself a little bit more, Jim? The way that you are, you sound like you're fighting yourself a bit. I am. I'm trying to. And I think you know and I know that I have these spells where my my head becomes a bit scattered. And it's almost like I have to go through that to find my Mm -hmm. ground and again to go, right, okay. And to organise myself or to to put my trainers on and go for a run. Like all day today, I'll go for, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to go for a run, and and I've I've shut off all day and I still haven't done it. And that is, that is where my brain's at at the moment. And and it's like, I've almost got to get through this. And it's probably because I know things are going to get busy from next week and I'm going to go back to it. And there's that fear, although I love my job and I love what I do, there's still the fear factor of like getting back to it, having to switch my brain on. Am I gonna? But I know that by the end of next week, even I'll be buzzing again. So you're in two days next week, aren't you? Thursday I'm in Friday. just at the end of the week. Just uh, the kids don't come back till Thursday, Friday. So I'm in Thursday, Friday, back in the school, and I know that by the end of that Friday, I'll be buzzing again, yeah. and I'll, I'll be I'll be back at it. Yeah. And my head will be spinning with ideas again, and my time will become more organised. And I think what's happening with me at the moment is the downtime kills me off a little bit. Yeah. I'm getting up later or I might be going yeah. to bed later or I might be having a, one more glass of wine than I use or two or three than I usually do. I just end up all over the place and it's almost like I need that structure and knowing that about yourself, what you need, helps you, I think. Yeah, it does and when you honour it. It does when you honour it, yeah, and I think I forget what I need and yeah. sometimes I'm, I'm expecting more from myself yeah. in the times when I haven't got what I need. Yeah, so makes sense. At the moment, I, I need structure. I haven't got it rather than going, well, you know what, it's a school holidays. Don't worry about the structure. Just crack on and enjoy your time. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm sort of thinking, I should be doing this, should be doing that. Yeah, and there's almost this, like, I see this in gym. There's almost this element of, I don't want to get to the end of the day, the week, the month, the school holidays and regret X, Y, and Z and not have done this or not have done that or... And I see him shudding himself in the ways that he's explained today. And I'm, I'm saying this because I know how many of you do this. I know how many of you, your brains are in tomorrow, next week, next month, and you're ignoring this moment right now. And that sounds very lovely and abstract, but I really want you to consider that. I really want you to be considering how much of your mental energy, how much of your current moment you are giving to the past and the future and and on that because obviously that's that's mindfulness isn't it that's being in the moment and i think what a lot of people do is they might go for a walk mm-hmm. see a sunset or a sunrise or take a photo and really enjoy that moment and they enjoy that moment 
but only for that moment. Yeah. The rest of the day is then full of should have, so yeah. it's full of what I've just been talking about. And I know that because I've done it, where I may have gone for a walk in the morning and had a really good mindfulness sort of session or whatever. And then the rest of the day, I'm, just, I'm, I'm back to being scattered and all over the place. And I think it's, it's trying to live that for longer periods through yeah. your day. You know, living in the moment isn't a Facebook post of, of you know, something lovely that you've seen that day and you've had a minute. Mm-hmm. You may have had that minute, but you've got to make that minute help you through the day and help you yeah. ground. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people do that at the moment. I think because of social media as well. It's automatically straight onto social media, straight, yeah. and, and then that's it. I've done that now. Phone yeah, down. Tick box. And, and, and it's that should thing again, isn't it? It's like, but I should be doing this, and I should be doing that. And I think that even for the things that you have got to do in your day, that might not be as lovely as a sunset or a sunrise, even the things that you are doing that you have to do in inverted commas, like paying bills or work or whatever it is you can still be in that moment without shooting yourself. The best advice I heard on that lately mm. was from the book Effortless. He was saying to do something nice while you're doing a chore yeah. that you don't like. So if you're paying bills or you have to make a phone call or something, go and make the phone call while you're having a nice walk or yeah. you're sat in, in the bath or the hot tub or whatever it is you've got. Yeah. Or do something, put some music on. Yeah. Put some music on, nice music on in the background that makes you dance while you're yeah. doing the dishes if you don't want to do the dishes. and and add something that yeah. brings you joy into the menial yeah. or you know head banging task yeah. that you don't really want to do. That was a good bit of advice, which I need to say more. more <laughs> which on, I should. Which, be which doing. I'll tell people about, and I'll help people, and won't do. No, but in seriousness, though, one of the things that I do think that you should do is, you know, earlier on when you were saying, I forget that about myself when I've got that structure when I'm in school and I've got that structure and my life is in the balance and in the momentum and in the swing that it is. What I think happens, and I'm telling you all this on the podcast rather than go off the podcast because it's gonna relate to something I'll explain in a minute. One of the things that I am a really, really big fan of is writing a letter to a version of yourself. So as an example, and I'll relate this back to you in a minute, Jim, for me, I used to have, not so much anymore, but I used to struggle with my hormones leading up to a period so much. And to the point where there'd be days where I'd just be like, I I can't do anything. My mind is foggy, like really quite debilitating. And the biggest sadness in that moment for me was that it didn't, I couldn't see that I would come out of it again relatively soon. And so one of the things that I did was write myself a note from the non-hormonal version of me as a reminder to say, this will pass, here's what's happened to you in the past and you've got through it and you're not hormonal anymore and here's where you are now and remember that in those shitty times. I have that letter, I read that letter from myself to myself all the time, that serves me. And so I wonder, Jim, for you, if... Do you have PS, give Jim a break on the bottom of it? No, I haven't written that down. I, I've actually wrote... Where is it? I'll go and jot it on the bottom. PS, give Jim more shit. <laughs> but no, seriously, Jim, maybe your in-project, in-work Jimmy should write Summer Holidays Jimmy a letter to say, don't forget maybe, all of these things about Maybe, yourself. and again, that's something that my initial reaction to that is, 
you know, being me, and I'm sure that there'll be a lot of people who will feel the same, would be behave. That's the same, Nick, as when I first heard that write down three things you're grateful for every day, and it's like, oh, whatever. That's when, some that's when I first heard that. Okay, so a while ago, probably before lockdown, well before the first lockdown, obviously you were talking about it, there was a lot of stuff that we were reading about and listening to about gratitude and about how much that serves you. Mm-hmm. And my my initial reaction to writing three things I'm, I'm grateful for every day was, yeah, all right, whatever type thing. Yeah. The more I read about it, the more I realised I needed that. Mm-hmm. Then I started to do it in a journal that you give me, which was a very flowery journal <laughs> that's, still, that's still upstairs. And I started to do it, and then I realised the power of doing that. Yeah. And, and it, th- that was so powerful at the time, what, which, which, what, was, what which was nuts. It, it brought gratitude every day. Right. It brought gratitude, and it made, it made gratitude a habit. Yeah. And even to the point now where sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, I'll have this overwhelming feel of gratitude for certain things in my yeah. life out of nowhere. Yeah. And I don't think they would happen if I hadn't have created that habit. I don't still do it. I advise it massively to people who are who are struggling. Mm-hmm. But I do do it in my mind. Yeah. I do it a lot more in my mind but now. But it's habit. And You've learned the skill of practicing. Yeah, and that, and that habit now leaks into my life because I will have these overwhelming, overwhelming, and I mean overwhelming, at random times mm-hmm. of gratitude for certain things. So I think... When you're talking about writing a letter to yourself. But it's not a but, dear James. It's like <laughs> James, why didn't call myself James? You dear James, James you Patrick. Wouldn't, you wouldn't do that, but <laughs> no, be, so, be so serious. My point why is, would you initially respond and why do you think other because, people listen because, like, because they do and you do, it's airy fairy, isn't it? It's like it, and that's how people see it. My initial that's why my initial reaction was behave. I'm not writing a letter to myself. I'll just think of the things. Whereas then I check myself a bit and go, well, that shit works. Mm-hmm. That shit works. It, it, the gratitude stuff thought exactly the same. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give that a go. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wim Hof stuff, cold showers, you know how much that impacted me in that first lockdown. The Wim Hof breathing and, and the, the, the cold showers, which I still do now. Yeah. That's become a habit. Yeah. So again, another, I'm not getting a cold shower. And that's what, when you yeah. speak to people, that's what they'll say. I'm not getting a cold shower. I'm not doing that. Joking, aren't you? And yeah. it's like, well, try it. Yeah. Try it, not just once, try it for 10 days. Yeah. Give yourself 10 days of a brief cold shower in between your hot shower. So it's that sort of thing. It's like my initial reaction, and this is learned behavior probably, or this is a ha- habitual behavior, is to go, behave, nah. When I think that in that initial moment, when you say it then, I think, behave. And then within milliseconds, I'm thinking, actually. That could work. Well, well it's, it's a solution. It's, it's a solution to a problem that I'm having. I'm having this problem of every half term, not so much that, but Easter break, summer holiday, that, that I'm becoming lost and feeling like uh, I switch off too much, so then I don't want to switch off, because if I switch off, then I've got to go through the hassle of switching back on. And I think part of what held, has hold, held me back for the last year of going full-time with, with JC Wellbeing is that structure that I was talking about of needing the structure. And I felt like being employed by the local authority in a school that gives me the structure. Mm. Whereas now, this is the moment when it's like, actually, I, I don't need that. I can create my, my yeah. own structure. Now I've got to create my own structure. Yeah. So if I keep reacting in that way to you, 
Yeah. Given me, who who is this is your job to support people it like is me. My job. Yeah. So it is though, and if, if I if I react to advice that you're giving me like that, like maybe you should write a letter, like behave, I'm not doing that. And I think it's probably easier that I do do that with you sometimes because. Yeah, I'm your wife. Yeah, you're my I'm wife, not and, your and you're 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 Nikki. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's easy for me to go. Yeah, whatever, Nick. Yeah. But actually, I need to change that. Whether it be you or someone else, give me. I, I need to go. Well, actually, I'm going to give that a go. Yeah. Because what what have I got to lose? Can I just say something on that though? Because it's actually helpful for me to hear your inner thoughts, because many people don't share that inner thought with me. I've had so many experiences as the owner of Thrive Life and Business with my one-to-one clients as a coach where I've been maybe on a call with a one-to-one client and I've made a suggestion or I've sent them their follow-up email. So after every one-to-one call, you get a follow-up which is stored in your file and you can re- re- you know, you can return back to. And one of the things that I can see, it's very evident and there's a trend is the clients that I work with who actually do the work, in inverted commas, in between each fortnightly call, I can see, they don't need to tell me that they've done it. I know they've done it by the context of the conversation we're having next. And what's really interesting for me to hear is that initial response from you is, behave. Now, I don't think that my clients would say behave. I don't think that my Thrive Together members would say behave, but you know what I think they would do? Well, think it. I do think that they might not even think it. It might be very, very subconscious, but I do think if they thought it subconsciously, it would result in them actually not Not doing doing it. it, yeah. And I think for all... And if we weren't having the conversation, that's what would have happened right then. Yeah, it is. That would have been me. I wouldn't have said behave to you because I wouldn't be that... (laughs) No, I wouldn't. No, would I? I wouldn't say I'd be... No, you wouldn't. I might. No, but that is exactly what would happen to me. We'd be chatting in the kitchen and you might say that to me. Yeah. And subconsciously, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And then then it wouldn't get done that and we wouldn't talk about it again. You know, you're not going to push me. Write that letter to yourself, Jim. No, I'm not. (laughs) And, and And that's exactly the same as... I do not push my one-to-one clients. So when they get that follow-up from me, I don't then check in and go, did you do that work? Because... It's up to them. It's, yeah, well, mm. this is the thing. I I am not there with my one-to-one clients and my Thrive Together members. I am not there as their crutch. I am teaching them to become their own coach. I suppose my point here is, if you don't do the work, nothing will change. It's, it's all very well and good talking about the problem. And that's what I know that you're really keen on, isn't it? The, you know, you mentioned it before, the solution. Yeah, because when, when particularly with, with the young the young lads that I work with, when they come and sit with me, I make it very, very clear from the offset that it is their choice to be in that session with me. Yeah. The teachers, the head teacher, the, the student services, whoever it is that, that I'm working with, don't force them to come. They don't tell them they have to. It's a suggestion. They come to me, we, we discuss it, and the first thing I say is, look, if you don't want to be here, you tell me you don't want to be here, and, and that's that. You choose to come here every week. There's your time slot. You choose whether you come or not. Um, because it's got to be up to them. It's got to, it's got to be in, the ball's got to be in their court. There's no point in me sitting doing what I'm doing with them. If they're not willing to give the advice I'm giving a go or, or to engage at all, you may as well not bother, and it's the same with, with your clients. If, they, yeah. if they're not going to take your advice, you're sat there and you're giving them advice. It's okay. There are going to be people who go, well, I'll try that and that'll work. I always say it's a toolbox. You give them a yeah. toolbox 
and then they take out and they keep what works and they lose what doesn't. But you've got to do it. But to you've, know you've that. got to do it to know it. Yeah. So if people are going to come and buy into your toolbox mm-hmm. and then not use the tools in the box, they're wasting the money and time. Yeah, it's definitely agree. So circling this all the way back to the beginning of the conversation, which was pretty much you saying, I'm struggling, I'm struggling to find inspiration, to find motivation, to get back into it. And I'm sort of putting you on the spot a little bit here, Jim. What will you do? That was where you were at and you're still in, you've still got a full what? Week, 10 days in the yeah, school and, days. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it. If, if Because my brain's already starting work, I, I may as well be going into into work tomorrow. Yeah. I may as well be going to school because today brain's my, my brain's there. Yeah. So I think this conversation has helped. High five. Well, it has though. And I think talking about it and I think talking about what I do, talking about what you do, so just talking about where I'm at. And I think that's helped. So I think, I suppose anyone who's feeling like I am, I think, I think the advice would be, you know, if it's not to you, obviously, to talk to someone, talk to, to a partner, talk to a friend, talk to someone who's going to help you. Because even talking helps me make sense of it. Yeah. Even if you weren't giving me the advice you're giving me or, yeah. or talking, it, just me saying, it, saying it, out it out loud helps me make sense of it and helps me get my thoughts out. So I think this this has helped. But I will, I think, I'll switch off, I think, for the remainder of this week. And then I think I'll organise me. I think probably at the end of this week, actually, I'll, I'll organise myself. So I'll I'll do some of the things that I've got on me on me, on me tick list to do that sort of help me prepare to start next week so that it's not overwhelming mm-hmm. in the first couple of days and back. And I think what I'll do is I'll probably take little chunks of each day, mm-hmm. even if it's an hour or half an hour, to, to, to do something that, that makes me feel more prepared than going back. And I think then I'll feel like I'm doing something yeah. and I'm starting to structure my time a bit and spend some time sitting at that desk, which I haven't set up for, for a long time. Yeah, good. Um, oh. Without without labouring on what Jim's going to do next. Because <laughs> no one cares. No, <laughs> I think that people are invested. If you want to connect more with Jimmy and follow his progress in his business Jim where can people get you uh, you can email you can go on my website which is www.jcwellbeingsupport.co.uk my Instagram handle is jcwellbeingsupport and Facebook group is jcwellbeingsupport get in touch I hope that you've enjoyed this episode it was absolutely unplanned and the dogs do really need to go out <laughs> so so with that I hope that you found this episode useful entertaining <laughs> illuminating but mostly of course the inner work conversation is a place where i i want you to feel empowered and reassured that you're not alone and it doesn't matter what industry you're in it doesn't matter what role you've got everyone is sharing similar experiences and what you can hear from this episode today is how much we're all shudding ourselves a lot of the time and how much living in your mind in the future can really impact your current moment So if that's what you've gained from today's episode, I hope that that served you. Get in touch with me or with Jim and I'll see you in the next episode. So that's it for today. I've got episodes lined up for you in September that go deeper into habits, into focus, which I'm very much looking forward to bringing to you. But until then, if this episode resonated with you, make sure you tag me on social media and I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode.